Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who always podcast hands-free. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 393. This is the Jerry Jacobs, Jim Nagy interview podcast. This is a big show this week. Big, big show with great people. This is going to be something. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your one and only dashing host, Chris. And with me is the one and only side dashing co-host, Jeff the Riz Risden. How you doing, my man? I am very excited for tonight, Chris. When you when you told me what we were setting up, um, you set this up a couple weeks ago to, to make sure that we had a very big week, and this is uh, this is quite a payoff for people who are who are waiting to get some things that are not just recapping what happened at the end of the season. Um, we're past that. We're looking forward. We're on to the Senior Bowl. We're on to injury rehab. We're on to you know just fun stuff, man. It, it's it's a great. It's going to be a great show. I'm, I, I'm too excited to think. Let's just go, baby. Let's go. <sighs> what a what an off season this is going to be. And I'm telling you guys, we and gals, we are not slacking. We got some big stuff today. We have some more big stuff coming. Um, do not miss our senior ball coverage. It is off the hook already. And we haven't even gotten, you know, we haven't even got there yet. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, let me say today's show, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk with Jim Nagy. We're going to have a good interview with the executive director of the senior bowl forever who puts on a great, great event. We've got an interview with Jerry Jacobs. He's going to come on. He's got some great things to talk about. He's going to talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. we last, we talked to him on the show was as he made the 53, we're going to get a, a recap on the season. We've got some great questions. We've got some good questions from the folks in the Slack. We set up an AMA from the folks in Reddit. And he said, my time is not quite as long as I thought it was going to be. Please honor me. I said, do you want to cut out the phone calls? He said, no, I ain't going to be like that. We're still taking phone calls. So Jerry Jacobs will take your phone calls on this show as well. Jerry, Tell Jerry's the, the man. Show. Tell me the last show where you could call in and talk to a Detroit Lion. I'm wait. I, I, I don't have an answer for you, Chris. Sorry, buddy. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Yeah. Can you tell I'm excited? Can you tell I'm, I'm, I'm jacked? Just, just a little bit. I broke, I broke out the vintage cup tonight with uh, a certain number 81 on the, on the cup. Well, well, That's, he made buy uh, season tickets, I hear. I, I, I heard that. I... We'll go very quickly into that right right at the start. It was great to see him hanging out in Ford Field, and it sounds like it sounds like the two sides are coming together to at least less acrimony, if not a, a downright solution. And that's good news for everybody. I am so glad. I'm so past the whose fault is it meme. Yes, and as and- you know, I really, really, truly don't care. But I, it, it's, it makes me feel better that it's not going to be an evil thing. Yeah. And, and you know what it was? Calvin just wanted to see a winner in Detroit. And he knows. He can smell it. It's coming. <laughs> oh, they're, they're not there yet. It's they got coming. a long way to go. They were 313-1. Yeah. There, there's work to be done. But uh, the way that they ended the season, 
Um, and seeing how the way some of the other teams have ended their seasons, you have to feel pretty good about what the Detroit Lions have going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is a team, and we'll talk a little bit about, with this, about this with Jerry as well. This is a team of folks that didn't give up. People, these people, they, they are winners no matter what, and they will create a winner from top down. Brad Holmes from Sheila. Let's be honest. Sheila's take with this, it's different than how the Fords have handled this team ever before. Yeah. This is this is a complete revamp. This is a complete and total revamp of this team from top to bottom. And I love One of the things team. that you can tell about Sheila is that she's a very competitive person, like like Martha talked about it, and, and the late Mister Ford also talked about, you know, like oh, we want to win. Sheila Sheila played t- tennis at a fairly high. She understands what it's like to win or lose. She understands the men- the mentality and the difference between it, yeah. and that 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 does ma- it. It really does make a difference. I can instantly tell somebody who's lost in their life and somebody who has, who's, who's never played sports. Um, you you can just tell when you meet them. Yeah. You can tell when when Sheila talks, and you can hear the the way that the players talk about her. Um, if we ask Jerry about her, if one of the, if one of the callers asks about that, he'll say it. She she's she's determined to get a winner and determined to get this right and determined to. I don't think that that, that there's the weight of the family you know legacy and everything that she wants to like get all that. It w- it would be nice if that happened for her though, and she knows that she's aware of that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, a lot of good stuff there. A lot of um, awesome stuff. What what time of day uh, will our senior bowl coverage start? You know, Johnson, I'm glad you asked. This is this is something we don't come on here and simp for for followers and subscribers and all that stuff. We don't put the big counter on the screen and all that kind of stuff, right? We just try to earn folks' trust along the way. Um. Senior Bowl is going to be really, really difficult to schedule. We will do a morning show for sure every day. We'll do probably a wrap up at the end of the day. But we, we've got Justin Rogers going to come. We got uh, Dan uh, Miller going to come. Um, we're working on, on coaches and players and that. But the timing is all who knows. It's, we, it's sort of, them, of we won't as, know until as it, it happens, right? Right. Um, we will get the actual practice schedules um, for what time the Lions are practicing and what time the Jets team are practicing. And I believe it's the American and national teams. It's no longer the North and the South. Uh, the Lions have the American team. Yep. Uh, they, they will be running that. And uh, we'll, we'll ask Jim about that, too. I, I'm sure he knows and he could enlighten us on that. But also, like a lot of what happens after practice, we, we do get players. We're allowed to request players to interview um, that's something that I might have to do with with a handheld camera, or Chris might have to do with a handheld camera. We do it separately to, to just to get guys and get some some sound for those. And those will be things that we don't stream live. Those will, we will probably clean up and, and and make sure that they're clean and post those throughout the day, or or even after the the senior bowls, you know, done. So, um, and but but we're we're gonna have um, we will be in the radio row situation down there. Um, it's moved a little bit. It's gonna give us better access to players. Yeah. Um, even if it's off the beaten path a little bit, but uh, it's it, actually just, right on their beaten path because that's where all the interviews. Yes, and yes, exactly. And we've got someone who's bird dogging for us. We will, and it's, this is one of the things he'll be out there and he will be grabbing players and hauling them into us, and it'll be like go. So this kind of throws back to the subscribe thing, right? Subscribe, yeah, you will, hit the you bell. You will definitely want to hit the subscribe button, and it will tell you when we're going to go live. We won't be able to post it on Twitter or, or Instagram or anything like that, like more than twenty five seconds ahead of time. Yeah. We're gonna be like, oh, we, we've got, we've got. Um, I can't think of the dude's name for, from Nebraska, the linebacker that I'm excited about because I just watched him today. He got hurt this year. Now he's he's gonna play for us in the Zero. I can't man. think of his name. It's, it's I'm blanking on it. But we're like, we got dude in thirty seconds. 
let's go. They're all dudes, right? It's a senior bowl. <laughs> but that is absolutely the truth. It's uh, we. So the schedule is we will be doing broadcasting throughout the day. Uh, at practice, we will have no less than three cameras running around. When we are not broadcasting in the moment, we will have three cameras running around on the facility. So that will be the the, the video that we have for you guys later put, uh, to clean up and put on and post as videos. But there's going to be a ton going on. So hit the subscribe, hit the bell, and then you'll know when we're going live and seeing all this. Because I'm, I'm telling you, there's going to be a little bit of everything that you want to see on this show this week. We'll have the full video set up, the whole thing. It's going to be it's going to be the bomb squad for you guys. And that kicks off. So we will be there on Monday. We will try to do something that Monday night, assuming that Chris and I both get there um, in time with our flights, which is always a question this time, this time of, of in, in these challenging times. <laughs> yeah, we, we will try to do something Monday from Mobile once we get set up. Uh, and then the practices are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I have to leave out early morning Friday so I can make it home by Saturday. Yes. <laughs> so As per the, the norm, right? Friday is a pretty yeah. uh, is, is a lot is a good fan day down there. Less for it us, is. and um, it's it, it's a good time to end the week the, after Thursday's work, and that's that's what I'm doing as well. I actually fly in on Sunday. We may do a little okay. something something Sunday night because Colin's coming with us. I've, I'm actually going to bring my drone. We'll probably get a lot of um, footage of the downtown, the the cent, the mobile center. We may shoot. Hey, the and, stadium and, and, and hey, Mardi Gras is going on. So normally the Senior Bowl is this calendar week and the senior bowl would be saturday mardi gras starts thursday night so we get like one night of the mardi gras and if i I know there's a lot of people in the north who don't realize mardi gras isn't just a new orleans thing it's a it's a southern thing and mobile actually has the oldest one we learned this because i stayed at a hotel that's adjacent to the mardi gras museum (laughs) they have the oldest mardi gras in in the united states and it's it's pretty raucous i actually stayed one year through Saturday, um, a lot of my friends went to a Tool concert, but no, I stayed and, and partied with Mardi Gras and had a very good time. Yeah, man, you know, it's party time. Get your moves out. All right. <laughs> we got all that going on. We got uh, Jim Nagy coming here shortly. We'll keep our eyes open for him. Uh, some good stuff. Let's really quick hit. I want to talk about Jeff Okuda really quick, if you don't mind, in, in the time yeah. before Jim gets here. Um, a lot of questions, and I was asked on one of the uh, post-game shows if um, – what do I thought? What I think about Jeff Okuda? And I said I want to see Cam Akers. I want to see his return because he is really a, like they say the canary in the coal mine on this for us right, right now. Coming back from a similar injury, his was his was as bad. Right, he was right in the same place, um, and so he came back and he played. And you saw him if you if you watched the Rams game Monday night and saw Cam Akers. Now, and I'm I'm not doing this to make light of the situation, but let's be honest. Cam Akers just knocked the brains out of Buda Baker. He floored him. It was a bad, you know, his his body was yeah. a bad. Buda, Buda, by the way, is fine. Good, yeah, and that's why that's I can, so, I can oh, do yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're saying to check things first, right? But he, yeah, absolutely. He, he trucked the heck out of that guy. I was in. I was just floored that this guy with that speed. You saw him running around the field, and power came back in six months, man. Six you would months. never know that he had been injured, and that's crazy because most most Lions fans, the, refer- the point of reference is Mikel LaShore. Yeah. He tore his Achilles. He came back one year later, um, was hot garbage, to be frank, yeah. and, and was out of the league right away, and, and that was that was a decade ago. Yeah. So uh, with Okuda and being the, the kind of, you know, same kind of injury, where's the state of medical science in this right now? 
That's what I look at and I say, you know what? I feel really, really good about Jeff and his comeback. Romeo Cora, I felt better about just because of the way the position is and, and, and how you play it. But now I feel great about him coming back as well. I mean, look, Cam Akers, he's, he's again, a single data point. But you watch the advances in medical science over time and you know they're getting that same kind of treatment, the same kind of regime. This really, really bodes well for both of those guys. And, and it does. frankly, I'm just happy as hell. I'm really, really happy for both of them that things look like it could be this positive for them down the road. Yeah, that that was absolutely very encouraging. Um, it doesn't mean that they're going to play better, but it means that they will at least be healthy enough to fail because they can't play rather than the fact that they're not healthy. There you go. Okay, that's... For, for, for those of you who want to skew negative on it, uh, because, but, but, look, I, I'm much more optimistic that O'Quara will bounce back and be a very successful contributing member of the 2022 Detroit Lions. Um, some of it, again, is positional. Some of it is his background and, and how he's played. Okuda, look, look, he had he didn't have a lot of physical issues. His issues were all up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, now maybe maybe the injury rehab will make him stronger mentally. That that certainly does happen. We've seen that happen before. You have to hope that happens because uh, the physical ability has been there since he was at Ohio State. He just hasn't. He thinks too much. Um, it, it needs to become more reflexive, more instinctive. Now, um, and, and and that sort of thing. And if he trusts the, if he doesn't trust that that calf and the Achilles, that's not going to happen. But it, he he'll trust it. It'll be better. Everyone, so I, 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 I'm I, I'm encouraged about it. Let's not. Let's also be fair. If we want to skew in the positive side, everybody who watched the New England game. <laughs> said that that was the slowest, most tentative, I have to do a calculus problem before I react defense they'd seen in their life. Obviously not big Lions fans, not big watchers of the Lions. So it became a situation where, okay, right? That was fun. I am not a Buffalo fan. That was fun. That was a fun game. All right. We now have our own uh, Jim Nagy on the line. Let me go ahead and bring him up. Let's get Jim Nagy in here from the Senior Bowl. Here we go. All right. All right, Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Jim Nagy, Executive Director for the Senior Bowl, with us right now. How are you doing, Jim? I'm good, guys. How are you? Great. So good, good to have you. Gosh, you look like you've had a year since the Senior Bowl. You, you're looking great. <laughs> yeah, the stress will do that to you, man. Lose <laughs> some weight. Hey. Yeah, no, no, you, you're in great shape, bud. Good to have you. want to really start out. In a little bit different route, but kind of your journey here. You came. Mm-hmm. You came out of Michigan. You're you're out of Traverse City, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to the role as executive director as a Senior Bowl for for all our sp- small town Michigan people? How how you can get so far in the National Football League without actually having to take a, a tough hit? It's <laughs> a long winded answer, man. I'll, I'll do my best to keep it short. No. So grew up, grew up in Traverse City. Uh, you know, when I was real young, my dad was a high school coach at Frankfurt High School up there on the on the west coast of Michigan. Uh, so I grew up around it. Just grew up loving the game, and uh, you know, didn't have you know, I had some small school opportunities to play out of high school, and uh, this was pre-internet. You know, I, I knew what I wanted to do from the time I was a little kid. You know, six, seven years old, I fell in love with. The, I was a huge Lions fan. Fell in love with the draft, um, but you know. Since you couldn't really Google how to become an NFL scout back in the day, um, I just I really was I was kind of flying flying solo, you know, on on, on how to do this. And uh, 
I thought that you had to go to like a big football factory to get to the NFL. I didn't think you could go play small school football and end up now in hindsight, it would have been nice to know that I've worked with, uh, you know, a lot of guys that have, that have become successful GMs and like Nick Casario, I worked with in new England, you know, Nick played at John Carroll university. So, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that back. You know, my experience at Michigan was, was unbelievable. Um, you know, worked with the team for a couple of years there, um, worked in the athletic department in general too, did some stuff with basketball. Um, and then when I was coming out, there was no internship opportunities in scouting in the NFL. So your only foot in the door was in PR. Um, I got a job with the internship in the PR department there. Uh, it was a great year, 96. We won the Super Bowl, um, lived with one of the guys on the team, became one of my best friends. You know, that was just a really special year in my life. And then after, but when that year was over, um, there was no full-time opportunities. I actually got offered a full-time PR job by the Falcons and turned that down because I didn't, I knew where I wanted to go. And that was in scouting, not in PR. So then long story short, I moved to New York city for four years and, and worked for an agency and, and did a bunch of things out there. Um, and then I got my first opportunity to be a road scout, uh, be an area scout with, uh, at the time, the Washington Redskins. Um, John Schneider was was the head personnel guy. Marty Schottenheimer was the head coach. And uh, John and I connected in Green Bay. We got pretty close there. And so he was, uh, you know, I've always gracious to John. He got my career started. So, and then from there, once you get in, it's like any occupation, man. You, you work hard and you get some breaks and you, I mean, you just work as hard as you can. You know, I had a lot of learning to do as a young scout, um, you know, and, and again, I, I, there was a lot of people that helped me through it. So, you know, had a good run in New England, went to Kansas City for four years. Great opportunity to, you know, scout the entire country for the Chiefs, for Scott Pioli, um, who was a great boss for for 12 years. And then uh, when we got uh, shown the door there after after not, uh, you know, having the success Andy Reid's having, uh, we uh, I ended up in Seattle with, back with John um, for five years with the Seahawks. And that was an unbelievable experience, um, really from a leadership perspective, too. I mean, you know, being in New England, um, in the Patriot way and, and the way Coach Belichick and Scott, you know, did the building. I mean, it obviously worked. It won a ton of games. Um, but then to go to Seattle with Pete and John, just totally opposite end of the spectrum in terms of, you know, culture and, and the way they do things and the, even the different players they look for. Um, so, again, I'm sorry I'm being long-winded. And then yeah. this job came open. I was living in Mobile, Alabama. It's my wife's hometown. Uh, we moved down here when my son was like two years old. We were in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we moved here to be closer to family because the scouting life is really tough on a family. There you go. Uh, you know, you're on the road 200 nights a year. It's, it's yeah. tough. It's, yeah. uh, it's the quality of life isn't great for, for a young family. So uh, we were down here about when this job came open, we'd been down here for a while, um, you know, maybe 10 or 11 years. And then when this job came open, uh, Phil Savage, the former Browns general manager, held this position before me. I, I called John in Seattle and I said, man, I, I might not be their guy, but I, I certainly got to go for this job. And he was like, you're dang right. You do like, so, you know, go get it. So, um, and thankfully, thankfully they, they did, they did select me for this position. So that's kind of my path there. Sorry. It was so long winded, but that's uh, no. trying to sum up like 25 years of my life. And <laughs> so, so we're going to mark you down as no prior experience. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jeff, you had a yeah. question as well, right? Yeah, just um, so uh, obviously I'm, I'm from West Michigan. I live in Holland right now. Um, being from from further up north, the, I'm sure there were Packer influences. I'm sure there were Viking fans. I'm sure there were Bear fans. Um, you were a Lions fan. Um, it, it, like, what was it like? Like, you're, you're roughly the same age as we are. 
having the, the, the one like really nice little period where we had time, you know, in the early 90s, but then the rest of it, like you don't outgrow being a Lions fan in the position you're in, even as you move around the league, right? No. Well, when you start again, my first job in Green Bay, I hated the Packers, right? Like I hated them. <laughs> um, but the minute you get that first paycheck with that other logo on it, all allegiances yeah. are out the door, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So no, obviously, you know, my parents still live in Traverse City. My dad's, you know, a lifelong Lions fan. I mean, guys, I bought I bought three seats from the Silverdome that are that are in our office right now. <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> so like, that's incredible. I was a like in high school, we'd have Lions parties, and I would have like the whole living room was like decked out. Like I, I was the big. If you ask anyone I grew up with, like who the biggest Lions fan they knew, it was definitely me. Um, so I, you know, again, I've been able to distance myself from it because I've always worked for other teams. I mean, it really does. It goes away. Now I root for the Lions because I'm rooting for my dad. Like I want my dad to, yeah. you know, experience that Super Bowl. And I know how passionate the state of Michigan is about the Lions. Like that city will blow up if they ever win a Super Bowl. Like, you know, it's a Tigers town and it's a Pistons town and it's definitely a Red Wings town. Um, but I think it will be a whole different level when the Lions finally break through and win that first yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Let me let me ask they you. Win. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna that's happen, right. guys. That's right. We feel they good. Win, not if. We feel good about the guys we're gonna see down here we, we at do. the senior bowl. We do. This is something that we haven't seen a lot of before. But let's talk about some of the greatness. I want to talk about the Senior Bowl. This is going to be my fifth year, fourth year doing fourth the Senior Bowl. Year. Jeff, he's been down. This, this is 13. this is number thirteen for me. Yeah. Lucky number thirteen. What a great event! What an absolutely um, fabulous event that that you, you and the team put on. And and big shout out to Molly, who's been spectacular. And Molly has been great. Um, Thank you, Molly. But I want to I want to start off really quick. It's 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 the first one, the inaugural HCBU Combine. This is really, really a great addition to the the Senior Bowl, and something that uh, I think deserves definitely some airtime and to, to to talk about what what the the goals are here and what you're doing. You want to talk about this for us a little bit, Jim, and, and kind of share it with our listeners. Petoskey in the house, by the way, from the from the chat right now. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I spent a lot of time up in Harbor Springs over the summers too, so uh, that's awesome. Uh, no, the HBCU Combine is something we're, we're very excited about, guys. You know, they were going to have the first one in the spring, March of 2020, and then right when COVID hit, it was going to be at the Miami Dolphins Complex. Um, and I just I called the, I called Troy Vincent at the league uh, uh, at the league office, and I pitched Mobile is the host city. I said, you know, it made it, there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense, yep. and the biggest one for these players is let's get them started in the pre-draft process earlier. You know, if you have it in late March, even if a guy, you know, busts out a 4-3 and a 40-inch vertical jump, now the teams are scrambling. I always look at things through, like, the team's perspective. Now you're trying to get an assistant coach and dispatch that guy and get him out there to work out the player. Like, let's get him going in late January and then really let him build traction um, through the process. So it's not just that. It's not it, – it's, to me, the most important part of this combine – um, is the interview part. These yep. players are getting scouted, yep. right? Like I'm, I don't want, I've had some NFL guys talk to me like, Hey man, like you're, everyone's painting a picture. Like we don't scout these players. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what we're trying to do. Like they do get scouted. I've, I've been personally been into about every HBCU school in the country as a scout. So they are getting scouted. Here's where I think it makes sense from a, where it's going to matter from a football perspective. When you're in any draft room in April, and you've got late round, if you've got seventh round guys and priority free agent graded players, you are not going to pound the table for those guys unless you know them as people. Yep. Because again, 
every team wants to keep their draft picks. So the only way for seventh rounders and PFAs can make the team is if they're built to something special, like you really got to defy the odds to be that guy. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pound the table for a guy that like, yeah, he ran fast. I was at the school. Like he's a, he's a free agent level player. He'd be good in camp. If it all broke for me, make it like, I want to know who they are, where they came from, what adversity they've been through, how, you know, just really connect with the individual and without these guys having their own pro days, which most HBCUs don't, you never get that opportunity as a scout, unfortunately. So this, I think the interview process here in Mobile with these players will be absolutely, you know, paramount. So rather, you know, everyone harps on last year, there wasn't any HBCU players drafted. We had two here in the senior bowl that I thought should have been drafted. Um, I think it's going to create a lot more opportunities um, for guys to get into camps or get drafted in the seventh round, just because I think these teams are going to know these players better. That's good. You're also uh, implementing a couple of HBCU coaches will be involved in in coaching with the Lions. Uh, I, I briefly attended Virginia State University for grad school. Um, the Trojans coach, Reggie Barlow, will be on the Lions staff, will he not, for, for yeah. the week? So talk about what, what you're doing with that, too, to sort of create more opportunities for, for uh, HBCU coaches to get more exposure, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Reggie Barlow, shout out to Reggie. He's a Senior Bowl alum, too, so he played in the game. I want to say back – I don't want to date Reggie, but like back in 96 or something like it's that. It's been a few years, yeah. Yeah, um, and I met Reggie. He used to be the uh, head coach at Alabama State up the road in Montgomery, so I, I met Reggie a bunch of times going in there as a scout. But um, we were excited about this. You know, again, everything kind of stems from from different things, and this, this stemmed from a conversation with Troy Vincent at the league office over the summer – I think there was some blowback with the competition committee who kind of oversees all-star games and everything we do, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, actual football on the NFL level that uh, I think a couple of people just raised the concern that, Hey, those two teams that coach the game have such an advantage. You know, they're with these guys all the time. They have, they're, they're eating three meals with them a day. They're in the meeting room with them. You know, like that's not really fair to us. Well, my point was it is fair. Like that's the reason why the NFL is great. That's why all of us, Growing up in the late 70s and 80s, we thought the Lions had a chance to win the Super Bowl every year because of the parody that's built in. Like, I'd watch those corny NFL films videos, and they'd get me so jacked up in August, I literally thought the Lions could go to the Super Bowl every single year. Um, I was a sucker for those things. (laughs) That's why the NFL is so popular, right, guys? Like, it's parody. You start the season, and you think my team's got a chance. It's not like baseball. It's not like basketball now. So... Again, the teams that coach in our game, they earn that, right? Like they had a rough season. They're going to be they're going to be drafted at the top of the draft. So I think it makes sense. It's a mechanism for parity that a lot of people don't think about, which is a reason our game and, and the coaching staff is a reason why the, the the league is great. You know, just my second year at the game, the 49ers were down here with the second or the fourth pick in the draft. They were in the Super Bowl in Miami the next year. Robert Sala made up the Mobile to Miami T-shirts and That's had right. them in the NFC Championship uh, celebration locker room. So, um, again, coming out of that, uh, it was just like, okay, well, if the 30 other teams don't feel like they have, you know, all the information they should have, let's take four HBCU coaches. We'll plug them in with each with each team. These guys will be on the field with them. They'll be in, in position meeting rooms at night. They'll be in staff meetings when the staff are reviewing their guys. Um, and now you've got four individuals leaving Mobile, um, Reggie Barlow being one, Tyrone Wheatley, another one as part of this week's game. And now the, now the other 30 teams can reach out to these four men and get some of the back, some of the inside information that they, they weren't normally privy to. And hopefully the ultimate goal is 
some of these phone calls from GMs and personnel directors will create relationships and help those guys get jobs at the, in the NFL if, if that that's one of their goals. And and these four guys that are part of this year's game, that's why they wanted to do it. I think they want to be at that level. So, uh, yeah, it's we're, we're fired up about this uh, this HBCU coaching fellowship. I think yeah. it's going to be a great thing. This is great. And, and like you said, getting the time early in when all the coaches, the scouts, GMs are there and to be able to get them to intermingle, that's just such an excellent, I mean, such a great move. Again, not just a class move, but a, just a, a building and raising the standard of the Senior Bowl and what you guys do there. You, you do great work, Jim. I want to ask you about the scouting process and how you get the players because there's a lot of work, and 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 then and then you, you tease us with the rollout of who's going to what team and so on. But t- talk to me about the scouting process and how you find the guys that you're bringing in for the Senior Bowl, and and kind of what what makes it what's that it factor for somebody? Yeah, it's a it's a year round process. So we will uh, we'll take a couple weeks off here to recharge the batteries after this year's game, and we'll get right back at it. Um, our new DFO, Michael Coe. Um, Alabama State grad, great player, played in the Senior Bowl, I think in 09, um, got seven years in the league. Mike's great. So he's, he's a great new addition to our staff. Mike and our three scouting assistants and myself, well, we'll start digging into 2023. Uh, but we'll, we'll take that all through the spring and in summer, watching the junior tape and kind of build the board. The board's on the other side of this computer. I'm kind of looking at it right now. We'll build this, we'll build this thing out over the summer. Um, and then in July, we'll build our scouting staff. So, um, you know, that's something we've done. We've, we've done something new here. Um, you know, we, I, I hire a bunch of guys and, 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 and ladies. Um, uh, Kathleen Wood, who's a full-time area scout for the Browns uh, right now, started, you know, was with us two years ago. So I, I have to say ladies. Um, but we will we'll have a staff of, of, of guys that have been let go. It's a tough profession. You know, you work in football, you're going to be let go. It doesn't mean you're not good at your job. It just means yep. – you know, the ball didn't bounce the right way or the quarterback threw too yeah. many picks that year. So there's good guys that, 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 that find themselves in between things. So what we've done is we've brought those people on. Part of our staff this year, we had seven former NFL scouts on our staff, 120 years of experience. We're all over the country. We kind of do it geographically. Um, that's important. So we're at different games every week. You know, we put out all these videos every Saturday from field level of guys doing drills, really to create buzz about the game. It helps us recruit players. Um, so that's through the, you know, we'll do zoom calls with those guys throughout the fall and we're cross checking each other, um, trying to do this the, the, just like we would, if we were a team. Um, and then, and then when it gets to the final process about the first week in November and our board's set and we feel good about what we've seen, um, then we'll start the formal process of calling teams. We've, uh, you know, it'd be one thing for me just to one-off call buddies around the league. I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted it in a more structured, a more formal process. Um, so what we'll do is we'll call it's always been over half the league, 17 to 20 teams, usually somewhere in that range. And we'll just go position by position across the board. Let's just say quarterbacks. Like, you know, we, we, we've got these four quarterbacks we really like, you know, are you guys good with those four? Usually it's like, yeah, we love those four. And then, okay, we got these two spots open. Here's the two guys we, you know, we like to pick. Are you good with those two guys? Or is there someone else down the line that, you know, someone else you'd like. So it's like a conversations like that at every position, because again, this game is for the teams. It's for the Detroit Lions. It's not for us. I could, yeah, I could care less. Like it's important to me that we do our own work, um, right. so we're not just trying to fish names and everything. I, I think it, and it's good for our process. It helps our social media. It's helped grow this game. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about getting the rosters for these teams. So that's really the last stage. And once we get that formalized in the, at the uh, beginning, beginning of November, that's when the invites start going out. 
Wow. And I'm going to assume that your acceptance rate is fairly high for the players that you, you want to have there. You get, you got pretty much the, the, the players that you wanted, you got. Yeah. We, there was only uh, three seniors this year that declined the invites. No, four, four is Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio state and uh, Jordan Davis, the nose tackle from, from Georgia. And then an offensive lineman from Ohio state, Thayer Munford. Um, and that those were the four guys. So uh, that, that that that's down because I, I remember back when Phil ran it, he would he would at the beginning of the press conference every year he would run over the guys who who didn't show up or who backed out of it. Um, that that's that's a really strong number for you, Jim. So congratulations on that. Well, we are going to lose guys, Jeff. I mean that. Oh that, yeah, you, you you that obviously that happens. You're you're going to get guys that for whatever reason they're they're hurt or they're they're tired their their trainer tells them not to do it whatever that 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 always goes on too and and again i'm not going to bring any particular instance but man it's you know there's a lot of talk right now about the bowl game system and players opting out of bowl games i'll tell you what um we have a number of players right now that are really banged up from playing in bowl games um and one of them we there was a junior in this year's draft that was eligible graduated could have played in the senior bowl um potential first round pick probably right now a second round pick and uh playing in his team's bowl game and he's not getting cleared to do anything until the week after the senior bowl and it wasn't a college football playoff game he wasn't playing for a championship like he could have potentially cost himself seven figures because that's what guys earn down here you see some of the jumps these guys make i'm not making this up i'm not saying it because of the chair i'm sitting in it's just the reality of it you know, Kadarius Tony last year was somewhere in like the 30 to 45 range. He goes 20th overall. Yep. If you move up, you know, 10 to 15 spots at that part of the draft, I mean, that's millions of dollars. Yep. Um, you think about Daniel Jones a couple of years ago, came in as like a late first round pick, goes six overall. He made like $14 million in signing bonus money that year. So um, it's, a, it's a big deal. And again, it's unfortunate because, you know, some of these guys that were getting some if the phone rings right now, guys, if it's an agent, it's not a good call. I see you looking at the, the board. Are set. If, it's a, if it's an agent calling, usually through November and December, they're, they're pitching their players. Now it's their calling to tell us that they're not they're not healthy enough to come here. So. I see you looking up at the board while you're talking, and I know you're just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, you know, my, my eye control is not good right you, now. You got one guy that you're looking at like, dang, that guy's not going to be here, is he? No doubt. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm peeking yeah. around. The guys that I wish were coming. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the selection of the coaches. We know it starts with teams that probably, well, more than probably, didn't have the best years. The the pro teams didn't have the best years, and we start there with our coaches. Let's talk about how 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 you go through the process, the the kind of interplay that goes on, and then once you get the coaches, there's the roster selection process, and I I, I feel like there might be a little bit of a give and take as you go through that as well. Would love to kind of hear how that works uh from from your perspective yeah okay so in terms of the coaches that's done entirely by the nfl league office um and they start with it's it's very simple like every you know again i've tried to clear a lot of things up like really social media you know i didn't even have a twitter account when i was in the nfl like this whole new social media world is new to me (laughs) um and the only goal with it has been a couple things like it has helped our recruiting Um, but I've tried to pull the curtain back in a lot of different areas, just about our game, the scouting profession. Um, and this one's still a little unclear. Maybe I haven't been clear enough. So they start with the draft order and the only caveat is you need a full staff to come down here to coach. Now, I mean, you get, you get certain situations where coaches are like, you know what? It's been a long season. 
you know, my guys, I just want to let my guys go on vacation and, and recharge the batteries. It was a tough year. Um, that happens. But for the most part, you know, like this year, Lions are two and, and Jets are at four. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a huge advantage. It really is. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, these guys, these guys get great access. So I, it usually doesn't get too much further beyond that. I think last year we, we got down the line a little bit because of COVID and there were some staffs really concerned about COVID. Um, but no, that, that's how that's handled. Then they get assigned to us. And then, uh, you know, when it comes to the rosters, we make the two rosters in-house. Um, three things, competitive balance being one. Um, really feel like these rosters are, are really, really even. I know from a fan's perspective, sometimes it might not look like that because there might be bigger names on a certain roster. But I promise you, you know, we've watched all the tape and we've dug in deep on all these guys for the last two years. Like these rosters are very, very comparable. That's why we started uh, with the qualifications review, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's competitive balance. It's we, we do try to keep most of the SEC players on the American squad um, because we do get a lot of people traveling in for game day that it, from our SEC footprint. And then the third thing is we, we always want to keep teammates together. You know, if we got people traveling down from Ann Arbor or Michigan and they want to root for, for Michigan guys, yeah, excuse me, we want them on the same team. So, again, um, Brad Holmes had the first pick of rosters <laughs> this year. And uh, he's like, Jim, I, I, you know, I gave him like a, a 24 hours to kind of think about it. <laughs> he's like, it's really hard. He's like, these things are too even. He's like, I don't even know which one to pick. So, um and that's, that's kind of how that goes down. So one of the questions that comes out of this, and this is something that you get asked a lot on social media, and I, I will reiterate the question just uh, just to, to, so it's out there. Are the team, like, there's a lot of Lions fans who are very excited that Malik Willis will be on the team that the Lions are coaching. Did the Lions staff have any input on it? Did the NFL have any input on that? Was was you know like did they not want Carson Strong? Did you know did did the Jets oh. want Kenny Pickett's things like that? Is, is that something that goes on? Is that a consideration in, in creating the rosters? Not at all. We we just we built the two rosters and and okay right, and the Lions got their pick. Um, we do it. <coughs> excuse me, man. I should have had a drink like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Um, drink of water. Yeah, is. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. the big week uh, is coming, my friend. <laughs> no, we, 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 we just built the two rosters out again, trying to keep the, again, with this year's class, you've got five quarterbacks that are all have first-round grades in the league right now. Um, not consensus, but there's teams that have first-round grades on all the top five guys. And then you got Bailey Zappi, who's probably a fringe top 100 guy. He's a third, fourth-round pick. He's a good player in his own right. He's good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was about trying to keep, if we, if this is, you know, if we're trying to keep the SEC guys down here, you've got, uh, you know, we had all the Cincinnati guys on one roster. I mean, there's like seven Cincinnati guys. So it's hard to move. Like it's all got to fit. There's a lot of pieces. Like we, I, I floated something out on social media last week about trades and that has happened. Um, my first year, John Gruden wanted to trade about half his roster. Um, it's it not it's, surprising. <laughs> it, it's, it's really, it's really hard. Um, it's easy when it's a one for one swap or a two for two swap. But, like, when you get into the Georgias, got seven or eight guys in the game in Cincinnati. Like, if we move Desmond Ritter, he's got, like, six dudes traveling with him to the other roster. Right. So, um, no, these, these rosters were set. It was it was, it was was Howell, um, Willis, and Zappi. And, uh, again, I don't know why Brad chose the roster that he chose. I don't know if it was because of the quarterbacks or another position. Um, 
but we didn't do any tinkering with the rosters. Those those were the ones we sent out, and we had no input from the league on that. I mean, that's just and then, I mean, what it is. Strategically, you look at the roster, and you look at your board, and you look at your points of need, and the and, and the guys that may help you. He may be looking third, fourth round as the the, the the kind of switch flip for him that said, I want this roster over that roster because I really – and Brad, you know, he, he was – known in LA and he's he's been known you know with Amon Ross St. Brown this last draft to find great great value a little bit later in the in the draft process so he's he, you, you never know what the real reasoning yeah. behind it is and and I think folks no matter what the roster is or what they think of it there there's there's a lot of big brain stuff that goes into even just picking one over the other as as a GM yeah you, you don't you never know I mean it could be it could be just trying to figure certain players out you yeah. know like let's just say Let's just say in terms of the quarterbacks, um, you know, with, with Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter and Carson Strong, I mean, those guys all had, I mean, all the all, all six of these quarterbacks had great careers, but like with 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 Sam Howell and and um, Malik Willis, those were two guys that if, if you watch both players, um, you know, Sam Howell didn't have quite the year that a lot of people thought. And that wasn't Sam Howell's fault. He lost two starting NFL running backs. Mm-hmm. He lost Diami Brown and Daz Newsom at wide receiver. He lost four NFL skill guys. So he was doing a ton on his own this year. So maybe that, so there's some question marks, you know, like, so maybe that's why they wanted to work with Sam or like w- with uh, Malik Willis, you know, he's at Liberty. Uh, those guys, their staff was down here for their bowl game. They do a tremendous job. No knock on his teammates. Those guys are all college football players. Like, I don't even like speaking even remotely negatively about college football players because they're just they're they're young men, right? Yeah. yeah um, but if you're we're just if we're just being real, Malik wasn't playing with a bunch of NFL guys on offense. You know, he they had protection issues. He you know he didn't have a lot of playmakers. So Malik was trying to do a lot, especially in big games when you see Malik go on the road to Oxford and play Ole Miss. Like that was that was Malik trying to do a lot on his own. Right. And so maybe that's why Brad chose that roster. You've got two quarterbacks that, okay, let's, I want to be around these guys when they've got all their NFL talent around them and see what that looks like. I I don't know. And Um, I don't know. That's just, but to me, I think there's a lot of questions out there. Um, To me, you know, you look at a roster, where can we get our questions answered? Right. right. Um, So anyway, I'm sure that's where, I'm sure that's where the lines were coming from. If you have a fan group who knows what it's like to have a quarterback playing with injuries around them and trying to figure out how do you, how do you assess a guy? It's Detroit Lions fans after this past year. I mean, the injury bug just decimated the team and uh, it's, what do you do, right? What do you do? It's hard to tell what you have. And I think folks had a completely different uh, opinion of Jared Goff after four games versus after the the final game of the season, and and what was it? It was the talent around him that changed and evolved throughout the year. I think our, our the offensive line, the starters, hadn't taken a single offensive snap together all season. I mean that, that right there from the from the get go, you're you're playing at a, at a at a deficit. So it makes a lot of sense to get a good look at these guys that they that they really wouldn't have gotten just looking at tape and interviewing them on the, on its own. I really quick want to get into one more thing, Jim, and I know your time is is extremely valuable. I appreciate you sharing it with us. Just if you can, just talk about some of the different events that are going on through the week. I know one of the things with the Senior Bowl, the media love it. We love it and, and, and going down and reporting from it all the time. But there's a lot of great events for fans and everything else going on during the week. I'd love to hear, you know, what you have rolling out, you know, starting yeah. on Monday and on, on down the week. So we, folks we've had a lot of people who have asked, hey, if I go down, you know, is, is it worth it for me to go down? And I, I, I did actually do it as a fan. 
Japan my first year, and it, it was it was a great experience, and that was it was a long time ago. So yeah, what all do you have going on for the week? Like for the casual fan that you know wants to come down and maybe I'll, maybe I'll brush up against Dan Campbell, at, you know, at, at 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 Heroes or something like that. You know, uh, maybe I can get some some autographs of some players, uh, things like that. So I, I know you've got a, a laundry list of things that you can do with that. So yeah, please go over that. Yeah, you know, guys. I, I, Again, I grew up. I'm a, I'm a I'm a football fan at heart. I think you know we all are. Anyone that works in the NFL, you you're in the sport because you love the sport. Um, I, I really don't feel like we've done a great job of marketing our game to fans. You know, we've really made a tried to make more concerted effort over the last couple of years to do that and and, and have more mm-hmm. events because it's really unique. I think if you come down here once, you'll come back. I tell oh, people yeah. that all the time. Yep. Um, yes. You know, you know, it's just it's so unique. Mobile's not a very it's not a big city. So you're, you got a, down, a walkable downtown area where all the you got 900 NFL guys are staying down here. There's a bar two doors down from our office called the Haberdasher yeah. that I walked into last year one night. And there was three three NFL head coaches drinking beer together. You're like, that's cool for an NFL fan, right? Like you walk in and there's three Heck guys yeah. that you only usually see on TV. And they're just hanging out. I mean, that's, I may or may not have seen the XFL form in that very bar. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Uh, so there's so there's there's times like that, and then you go out to our practices, and you can get right up, you know, right up in these drills and see these guys before they become NFL stars. I think that's part of the, you know, I think we all like to say, well, I I saw him when I saw him before he did this. You know, I saw him, you know, before he became a superstar. So there's that element to it too. Um, you know, we've really tried to grow out the week to give fans more of a reason. So we've got a Senior Bowl Summit event on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be moderated. It's a kind of a panel style format at this really cool, old, historic um, uh, theater downtown Mobile, the Sanger Theater. Uh, all uh, coaches panels. Mel Tucker from Michigan State's going to be down. Uh, James Franklin, Steve Sarkeesian, Brian Harson from Auburn, Nick wow. Saban, um, and Kirk Herbstreit's going to be moderating the panels. And it's just going to be, wow. it's going to be great stuff. It's not going to be, it's not, it's not press conference stuff. It's not post game interview stuff. It's going to be like, you know, asking these coaches, like asking Nick Saban, what's, what's your favorite memory of high school football as a player, you know, like, or, or who's, who's asking, asking Mel Tucker at Michigan state, like who's the one recruit that, that got away in your time in college football that you really wanted that went on, like just some fun stuff. That's that you cool. Hear these guys answer, get to know that get to know them as people more like who their greatest influence was, you know, why they got into coaching. Um, that's going to be a really fun event Tuesday, you know, Friday night and practice is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So there's a reason right there to come down. And then Friday night, we'll have our players Mardi Gras parade. You know, mobile is the home of Mardi Gras. Everyone thinks New Orleans. <laughs> We've got a little more PG version here. Um, it's a little more family, a little more family friendly than new Orleans. Um, but it's like a five-block parade route. It goes right down Dolphin Street, our main drag here in Mobile. Uh, we did it two years ago for the first time. It was phenomenal. Uh, we had like 20,000 people downtown for that. And we have the players all sign autographed footballs. We chucked about two, two, over 2,000 autographed footballs in that parade. The only problem wow. being we had no experienced Mardi Gras uh, paraders. So these guys went one block down to Dolphin and took a left. And for four blocks, they had nothing to throw because <laughs> the first, anyone that set up on the first block probably caught 10 Justin Herbert autograph footballs. Um, so well, we're going to have that again. That's going to be fun. Then we've got a big concert downtown at Cathedral Square, a free concert downtown by a, a group called Portugal the Man. Really cool, like funk. They got a really cool, funky vibe that kind of matches our city. Um, and then Saturday's game day. 
and uh, new venue, Hancock Whitney Stadium, state-of-the-art, brand-new facility. Um, even last year during COVID, we were at a 25% capacity, and it was a totally different vibe than, than our game has ever had. It's it's phenomenal place. We couldn't tailgate last year um, because of COVID. Now we've got all – everything's rolling back out. There'll be concert stages outside the stadium. Um, it's going to be a party. So Lions fans, um, it's not a bad drive. I make it every summer to go back up to Northern Michigan. Um, you guys, if I can make it a couple times a year, you guys can make the drive down and you won't regret it. It is a, it is a really, really fun week. Awesome. Yeah, weather's, weather's usually pleasant. There's a lot of great independent restaurants. If you like to eat, um, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, the, the load of beer garden, but there's, there's a lot of really good places going, going, going to Winchell's, go out, go out to, uh, Felix is out on the, on the causeway there. There's a lot of really good eating too. Um, and it, it, it just, just to get away from it, it's snow, it's snowing actually really hard here right now. It would be nice to, to, to get away from that for a little bit. Yeah. We're, you know, guys, we, we can have some, some colder days. I mean, mobile weather's crazy. We can go from, um, in during the middle of senior bowl week, we, we can go from 50 to like the upper seventies. So oh. we've had some beautiful game days the last couple of years. Beautiful. Like today, a beautiful sunny sky, um, I think it was hovering around 70, um, really nice day outside today, but, uh, certainly not Michigan winter weather. It's, it's good. To, I know my parents are coming down from TC and they, they, uh, they're looking forward to, uh, getting down here in, in a little warmer weather. Awesome. Jim, we're going to run. We're going to let you go. Thank you so much for all the time. Thank you so much for the consideration. First round on us at Veets. We'll look for you there. <laughs> Have all a great right. night. And I look really look forward to see you senior bowl week. Thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything, Jim. Appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you so much for covering the game. All right. No problem. Thank Have you. a great one, bud. All right. Jim Nagy, executive director of the senior bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. And we've got always, go always great to have him with his time. Uh, he, he's he's been so generous and good to us. It's, it's it's wonderful. So thanks again, Jim, for for everything that you do for yes. for us and for for the fans in general. Um, the, the Senior Bowl has be, has been the 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 preeminent spot on the draft calendar for a long time, and it's uh, it's getting bigger and better. And, and doing some of the fan friendly things and and you know. The, the input from the league is something and, and how he's setting it up as a team and, and running it you know, as if they were the, the 33rd team. I, there's, I know the, the 33rd front office is a thing right now, but uh, I, I really appreciate how he, he broke that down. And uh, the fact that, you know, the Lions didn't not request Kenny Pickett. I think that's, that's a big let's, thing there. Let's go right in. We've got the man of the hour. All right. Jerry Jacobs on the line. Jerry, sorry we ran a little bit long there with Jim Nagy. You know how he is. He likes to talk. Thanks so much for joining us, bro. So glad to have you on the show. I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Oh, good. Very so good. good to have you back, man. Good. So good. You feeling okay, though? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good to go. You had my heart stopped there a little bit with the, we'll talk about it when that, that tweet came out on that fateful day. <laughs> talking to mom, man, I was, but you broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, my heart was broken too. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a quick recap for folks um, yeah. that, who haven't been there. I just kind of want to do a quick journey about your journey to, uh, to, to Detroit. Let's and, and I'm just going to hit the high, some, the points along the way. So first, we start out. Your dad wasn't in the picture from the start, right? Yes, sir. You, you, lost, you lost your mom at 11 years old, right? As 11, man, it's tough. Your <laughs> sisters <laughs> raised you. Uh, tough, yes, it's such an understatement, right? I can't, I can't imagine. Your sisters raised you at that point. You weren't quite born in like Beverly Hills, so there was stuff going on around you, and inevitably, trouble kind yes, of sir. found its way around you, pulled you in a little bit. You wound up going to junior college, Hutchinson, right? 
Yes, sir. Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson. Blue Dragons. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Killed it there. Killed it there. And and the one thing about you, Jerry, that I'll, I'll tell you, people, the fans love, and, and, and I've loved since day one, is how much you... You still love Hutchinson. You still love everything from where you came from. You you, you haven't forgotten any of that. You're you're real from top to bottom, man. Because I, I can't. My bad to cut you off, but on that part, I don't know. I would never forget Hutchinson because like the opportunity they just gave me to start this yeah. moment now. So like I never forget that school forever. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch him. Yep, yep. So Good. we go from Hutchinson. You killed it there. You go to Arkansas State. Kill it again, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Wind up at Arkansas, we four games, you get an injury, and then made the COVID opt out, and you're like afterwards just, duh, 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 what was I doing, right? One of those kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wind up an undrafted free agent. So effectively, it was the easiest road anyone's ever, ta- ever taken to the NFL to become a starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I want to start with a question. The, the Joint Lions called you. Why did you say yes to the Lions? Because I know you had several calls. Why was it the Lions? Why were we blessed with Jerry Jacobs saying yes to our, our staff? Um, you know, like you said, it was a couple of teams called me after the draft, you know, um, wanted to give me an opportunity to come do a free agent or, you know, come do a little trial or something. But um, it was like two or three teams that me and my agent just sat down and we actually, like, you know, looked at the roster and looked at everything and like, can I really make this team, you know, if I can go up there and compete with these type of dudes? So, um, and we, we, we narrowed it down to like three, like I said, and um, Detroit probably was like the last, I mean, the first, the, the first team I picked out them three because like, um, I know they got, a, um, they had a new coaching staff. I know they had a new GM. I know they rebuilding. Um, plus it was just like, hey, I can go out there and help them rebuild and, you know, show them that, um, I'm a, I can be an opportunity to help them win games. So I was just like, man, I'm just going out there and work. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I chose it. <laughs> Well, this and this team. Oh, they spend the money. I ain't care. They Detroit was the lowest team that gave me the money. I could have went to Miami and got some big, but I just wanted to go somewhere I could play. Let me ask you because early you said um, uh, Okuda was driving you around. You got your own car now, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. okay. so the money matters a little All right. bit. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, I, I I know how confident you are in yourself, right? And, and absolutely you should be. I mean, when I saw you, like, Jeff, we were talking. We, we saw, we we're like, we were talking about you before we ever talked to you, right? Yep. We're like, this yep. guy. First, first couple practices, Chris is like, uh, that, that that 39 guy, there's there's something there, man. He's, he's jacked. Hungry. Right? <laughs> he is jacked. He has got, like, your body, man, is like, whoa, right? And then yeah, I had five percent body fat when I got in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, 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 the hips flip. I mean, it's like, wait, that doesn't happen with a body like that. <laughs> this guy, right. this and, Mr. And Universe, what really made me, my bad. Because that's what really no. made like you know, a lot of things in the draft hard. Because a lot of teams in there, I can move like that. You know, even if the Lions didn't think that, they told me. Right? You know, so yeah. I had to show them. <laughs> Ooh. And so yeah. you, you you have this journey, you get here, you choose the Lions, you sign and, and, and you think I, I've got a good shot to make it. But it and, and you and that confidence you've had in yourself is what is what's helped carry you here. But it had a hit completely different to actually go out there on the field and start this season for an NFL team. Take me through it, man. Take me through like the heart, the head, the whole thing. <laughs> oh man, it was a blessing. So um, you know, I was playing special teams. So um thank you, Coach Phelps, for even giving me an opportunity to be on the fifth three man roster to, you know, stay with the team and compete this whole season. So I was on special team for the first four four games. You know, just working on hard at Gunner, you know, blocking them at Gunner. You know, still learning defense, still getting a defense um, back mentality, just watching them out there. You know, uh, we had a couple people went down. Jeff went down. Ify went down. And, and um, Bobby, you know, he um, went down a little bit too, but it was just my time to step up. Um, my coach, um, Coach Pleasant, he um, pulled me in. And I knew it was my time after the um, 
what game that was? After the Chicago game, we played them in Chicago. Yeah. I just because I got in third quarter and I ain't get out. He kept me in. I'm like, oh man, Jerry, you know, just started this because <laughs> you know how to get it. So I'm like, let's get yeah. some money right. Um, he talked to me after the Chicago game. And was like, hey, we might um we might have to put you in starting this week. And then um we go to practice on the week of Minnesota game. My first start, he come up to me Monday. Was like, hey, you ready? <laughs> And like, I ain't gonna count. I was like, ready. Like, I'm, I'm focused on, you know, my job, what I'm supposed to do on special team, like, you know, help the team out. So I'm not really like, I'm worried about defense, but I'm trying to do what my job. So right. he said, ready. I had to like, hold up. Yeah, yeah, coach, I'm ready. So uh, he was just like, um, I believe you. And him and Coach Glenn was like, I believe in you. Um, he said, um, a lot of teams don't give rookies a chance, but Coach Campbell and Brad Holmes and Pleasant and um, Glenn, they just always, they, they they don't really care about that Ricky and what's your name. Like they're gonna throw you out there. If you can play, you can play. So they're gonna throw you out there. Um so he just told me I was starting Minnesota game. Um and he told me, um, he told me in the money we had a matchup because that was my first start. He didn't want me to um follow in Jefferson at the time. So he wanted money to follow Jefferson. And I followed Thielen. So I'm like, right, I'm ready. Like, you know, I've been watching Thielen. Yeah, I drafted Ricky too. So I'm just gonna study him. And I studied him the whole week, man, and like that pre- Preparing for that game was just like, bro, you can be an NFL starter any day, like, you know, anytime. So I just had that mentality like, bro, I'm going to start it. Like, don't let this jump just, you know, go over your head. Like, you know, a lot of rookies, undrafted rookies don't get a chance like this, bro. Like, so I just took advantage of it full time, got in my playbook, you know, stay healthy, wish I could, I mean, wish I can. Um, and just, just kept competing every day, bro. Just giving my all and show them that um, they really put, they really gave me an opportunity that I was happy to take, you know. So just went for went, went from it like that. That's good. Um, let me. Uh, I, 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 I talked to Craig Reynolds a few weeks ago, and, and I asked him this, and I'll ask you the same thing. Um, he he thought, you know, because he was with the Colts for a little bit, he, he didn't really get a chance to do to show what he could do, and Detroit gave him that that chance, and, and that's that's the same story that you have. Is that gonna like? Is that something that like when when if you're if you were coming into this coming draft? And you didn't get drafted. Would you look at that like, hey man, I, like they might not just sign. They might they might give me a shot to actually prove myself. Does that does that would that weigh for you? Like like, hey man, I might I might sign here for a little bit less. You know, like you said, Miami might have offered you more money. Like, is that something that, that's going to get out there with with you know with agents and, and players that are of your caliber? Yeah, man, that's what I'm um, trying to like. I'm not trying to just put that out there for this draft, but I got a couple friends in this draft right now, and I'm telling them like, bro, this politics, like everything, like you know, it's. It's critics, it's all that, bro. But it's about what you do, like what you, how you handled it, and how you take it. And like, like, like you said, like man, it's a blessing just to be a starter in the NFL. Like you know, a lot of dudes ain't start to year five, and like just to be a rookie to be out there starting, man, unbelievable. So yeah, um, when I got here, I knew it could have been a chance of being um a starter in any position because, like I said, it was a new team. Everybody knew. Everybody trying to find out what position they play. So. I knew in training camp I had an opportunity to be on the roster and at least play one game at least. So I just took it from there. <laughs> and you did. And the one thing we've been talking about all season is, you know, and and this is not a knock on Jeff Okuda at all, right? But when <laughs> yeah, you, I, I, I would I, never, I would never knock on him, I, and and especially because I know you guys are bros and you're jacked, and I don't need any yeah. of that in my life. But <laughs> 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 but a first year cornerback in the NFL is one of the hardest learning curves of any position, and we kept saying to year all year with you out there, it's like Jerry doesn't play like a first year cornerback, much less a guy who didn't get drafted. Like holy. What happened? How did everybody whiff on this? How did everybody miss Jerry Jacobs? 
Oh man, like I, like I said, like you, um, I remember the first time we did the podcast and I was in Georgia and I was just telling you, like, when I get there, it's not, it's no looking back. Like, everything I did in the past, it's in the past. Like, just focus on where my feet's at and, like, let's take full advantage of it. So, when I got there, I ain't gonna lie, I got it. Man, Copeland probably was annoyed at me, like, who is this dude? Why he keep killing me? Like, I kept meeting with him just to show him, like, hey, coach, I'm here to, like, be here for a long time, like, not just for a short time, not just for camp. I want to be here for a long time, so I want you to get to know me. And once he got to know me and Coach Glenn and them, like, got the connection and seen I could play, that just, that just gave me more, like, more boost. And I was like, yeah, bro, nobody can't miss me. <laughs> hey, I got my coaches. I got Coach Campbell. I got Coach Brad. I got Brad coming to me after every game, like, hey, Jerry, you're a beast, man. You know, da, da, da. And, like, that just, just put more blood. I don't know. It just pumped me up. I was yeah. really, I was, Every time they talk to me, I was like, man, I'm ready to go. And um, just like you said, bro, I keep saying that a lot of people don't get a chance to start. So I just wanted to take full advantage. And I had an opportunity that people didn't know. We played um, Green Bay week two. I got in third quarter. I got a P.I. on the tight end. And that was my opportunity to keep playing. But after I got that P.I. on the tight end, Coach Glenn was like, take him out. And like, <laughs> I learned from him because like, he know, he know I don't hold. But at the same time, he was like, bro, that holding can get you a little bit. And I had to end up holding right there. I told her, I said, Coach, man, you give me an opportunity again, I promise I will never mess up. That's what I did. So, learn, <laughs> learn from your mistakes, man. That's what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. You 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 called out also when we talked earlier this year. You called out uh, Amani Arawarie and Jeff Okuda and how great that that room of cornerbacks was this year. And and we we're like, cool, okay, good. You were lying, right? I mean, we didn't get to see as much of Jeff as we wanted to, but Arawari, the step he took this year, like, whoa, whoa. You guys, there you got a good group there. You got a really good group of guys. Do you guys spend time together outside of the outside of uh the game, outside of the practice? Do you guys get together, go out to eat, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we got a DB group, man. We all still be out here. Some dudes still out here right now, so we still be linking up, man. But and we young, so like, you know, we all got that good connection, man. It's like everybody wants to see everybody eat like Money ain't look at me when I got in as um, when I got in as a start. He ain't look at me like, oh, they just put this draft this on um, Ricky draft the dude in like, oh, he finna get he want he every time he I got out there, I'm in your eyes. We'll, we'll see your eyes. I'm, I'm looking to see how you want to play. Like he just showed me like he wanted me out there, so like that just helped me out there too. And like they they they, they took me in like a bit, bro. And I appreciate all of them. Oh my god, that's that's awesome. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um, talk to me about Aubrey Pleasant a little bit, just because he's, he's your, your position coach. Everybody knew him, like, early on from, from when he had that blow-up with Jeff on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that like, all of us who have been at training camp are like, okay, that, that's just coach coaching. Like, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's that no is, big thing. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, like absolve him or explain, <laughs> like, 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 y'all love him. Yeah, we love him. We love him. Great coach. Um, that was just like you said. That's just coaching, man. Um, at the time, you know, um, he was he was explaining to Jeff about something. He he told Jeff something about four Niners earlier in that game, and Jeff ain't yeah. do it. And you know, it's just like you said, coaching and willing to do. Is you gonna do it? Like you know, he just trying to help out, and they both just had a quick little you know flash out. But and they got back together, man. He loved us, man. He, and that's what he do. Like he he loved us, bro. Like he he different because he coached so hard and he loved the game. Like. I ain't never have a coach just explain so many concepts and like, like I swear to God, I ain't like I, I, I was just playing football probably the first three weeks, but after we started playing like after the um the um bye week after the bye week, bro, I was playing really concept football, just meeting with him, learning the the splits and the the um the the offenses um group, all that. Just like man, he's a great coach and like he was just showing us that like um 
to, he, he gonna, he gonna coach hard. He told us that in the beginning. He was like, he gonna coach us to the full, full, full potential. Potential. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask, yeah. the, the first part of the season, man, it was rough on everybody, right? It was like, when are we going to get that win? When are we going to get that win? And in Detroit, we've seen teams give up before. We've seen it happen. And this team, I mean, you you embody the spirit of this team somehow. Uh, it, 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 there was no give up in the, in this group. They were playing to the last whistle of every game, no matter if it was a close game or if it was a tough game. You guys were, 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 were there. What makes this team so much different? Why is this team... Uh, so devoted and so focused on what it takes, win, lose, or whatever, we're going to get better and we're never, ever going to stop fighting. I just feel like um, this team is like family. Like, we actually clicked up. I mean, we actually became a tighter family after we started losing a lot, like, you know? And a lot of team, a lot of people on our team, like Jerry Goff, Mike um, Brockers, like, they went to the championship. They went to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So, like, we got different, like, uh, different type of players around and like all that just bring us together and like everybody wanted to win everybody wanted to change each other like I could tell like, I had a feeling in the locker room that everybody wanted to change this around like we didn't we didn't we didn't, we, we didn't just want to go out there and lose you know like everybody just wanted to change it around so like we just came together and just been tight and just stayed with each other yep. you know try to make the best of it yep so I, I got to fly in for the Minnesota game uh, I, yeah. and I was there and it was I mean or in Minnesota? Uh, no, in, in Detroit. In Detroit. Okay. I'm, I'm down in Florida normally. That's where I stay. <laughs> so I flew out for, for the Minnesota game. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was there with a, with a good friend of mine. And it was – the only the only way I could describe it, for, for anybody who listens, right, and, 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 they, and they heard it, it was like five days of that feeling right after sex. It was just such a <laughs> massive relief, man. It was – everything was like – Oh, right. I felt so good. My wife was here. She was watching the game. She actually cried. She was so happy about what happened and, and happy for me to actually have been able to be there to see it. It was so great. It was just one win right late in the season, but it meant so much. Talk to me about what it felt like as a player um, on the field, into the locker room. And then when he got home and you sat down by yourself and you actually started thinking about it. Man, that was crazy, man. Um, when I seen Amara Kessler touchdown pass. And I was just in there. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, like you said, I was shocked. Like, I was just. I was speechless. Like, I was happy, shivering. Like, I don't know what I could have done. I, <laughs> I, I, I contributed to the dog. Like, you know. So, like, yeah, yeah, I don't man. know. Locker room, man. We all just. We was just turned. Like, we just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. It was just. That's how you know we like. We becoming to be tight, and we gonna. We try to change this program around, and like change this organization around. But uh, it was a great feeling, man. Felt like I won the Super Bowl for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, it felt yeah. like it for me too. Just to watch it yeah. as a fan, it was uh, great. Yeah. Great feeling. I, I, I want to go off that. Y- y'all pounded Arizona. Like there was no question from the opening kickoff to the end of that game, Detroit was the better team that day. And th- like that, that was the last team to lose a game this year. That it, now that they're they're out now. But that, yeah. that that's a real good football team. You guys, you guys destroyed them. What was that like? Like nobody, like nobody. I think you all were fourteen point five point underdogs in that game, and you you were the better team all day. Uh, what was that like? Be, like asserting, like, hey man, wow, we we just we just whipped a good team. Oh uh, man, we uh we went we our whole um our whole game plan was to wreck everybody's season. You know we know we weren't going to <laughs> I love it. Every, uh, grind over somebody. You probably you. Over, but we coming like we finna play the Super Bowl. So like, we know Arizona was gonna come in and try to be all sloggy because they got they going to the playoffs, so they want to try to play everybody. So we was just like, man, we finna go out there and put it on them. 
And that's what we did, man. We just went out there and started early, started fast and early, and then it just went from there. And that, that was that was that was a real fun game to watch. Oh, let me tell you, I was watching. <laughs> and, and you come into the end of the season. I mean, you don't ever want to not win, but the teams you yeah. beat were good teams. They were good right. teams. All three of them were potential playoff teams. Minnesota, you know, whatever happened to them at the end, right? But they, they're, yeah. they're making some changes, right? Maybe we broke them. Who knows? But <laughs> the, the, the close loss to the Ravens, right? The heartbreaker. The other, the close loss in Minnesota. There's a lot of games where we were within just, just right there and could have had it. This team, I feel like, was much, much better than the record. And while there was pain this season in in the loss, this really may set us up for next year pretty well. It's like the, kind of one of those worst to first kind of deals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, man, um, this this just this just showed us like we didn't we we knew we wasn't old on seventeen team. We knew we wanted that. Like we just we always knew we all had to like get the feeling of each other. Like new coaches, new players, new system. Like it's like, I ain't trying to put it on that, but like next year we're gonna we're gonna see what's up. We're gonna show y'all what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, so we had that big win. It was and and, and everybody's high. Everyone's having a great time. Uh, oh, the Arizona win was perfect, according to our super mm-hmm. chat from Flounder in the in the chat. Uh, <laughs> we come out of that big win next week, and it's early in the game um, in Denver, and that that it was that was. I, I mean, I, my I, my heart immediately broke because I mean, having talked to you and seen the fire and the passion, and and just to get to know you. To see what happened, it was it, 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 it just felt horrible. And then that tweet, we talked about that tweet that night. I, 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 I want to come in and, and it was, I just it was hard. Hold we you. all wanted to give you just a giant hug, man. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, it, it happens, right? And there's two questions really around that that I want to know. Number one, at that point, your mind, where were you at? Because you're, I think you were probably in a different place than you are today. And then the other side is there's a lot of people that talked about Will Harris and his part of that, you know, and how that happened. And I know you guys had to have talked about it. And how do you guys yeah. come to grip with it? It's the game, right? There's things you can't stop. And, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. So if you could talk about those things, I'd appreciate it. Oh uh, man, my mind when I uh, I, I already knew when I when I when I got hit and I felt it. I ain't gonna cap. I hit the ground and I, I was screaming in the air, ACL, ACL. I knew it. Oh, I didn't man. I knew what it was because I didn't step, I didn't do nothing wrong, but I seen his helmet come straight to my knee. Yeah. I'm like, I'm please don't let this be no career. And like blow out knee, like, you know, because I'm I'm going like, I didn't see the, the video till I got in the locker room, I did my MRI and all that. And I'm like, let me go see if someone like recorded. And I seen it and like it was the the person who posted was like a doctor, and he was saying like ACL, LCL, PCL. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I started jumping like, I'm not hooked. This is not what it is. I hope it's ACL. You feel me? So I'm like, so we um we did MRIs and man, the whole time we in Denver, man, I'm just like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was speechless, but I was hurt. So we got on the plane. And I didn't get an MRI to um the, the day after because we had to go back home. We got on the plane and. I'm just thinking about the whole season, and I'm on Twitter. I'm trying not to be on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter. I just start crying, man. I just start crying. Like, coaches at Coach Campbell, Coach Pleasant just came to the back. Now, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't stop, bro, because, like, I felt like I gave him my all and, like, that little one look. But it's not the end of the world. Like, now I'm good. You know, I'm back in a better place. It's just, like, I wanted to finish. Like, I wanted to – Finish it all the way out, bro. Not nine games. I wanted to start the whole rest of the 13 games that I could have, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, man, like, 
put your big boy pants on. You can cry. You can cry all night, but it's nothing you can do. So um, after I had surgery, it was, I was trying to lock in. Like I'm doing good. I'm bending it. I'm doing rehab and stuff now. So I'll be good probably August, beginning of August. Oh, but good. Um, awesome. Will Harris situation, man. I told him because he he let Twitter eat him. He let Twitter eat him up too because he and my host a couple times after the injury was like, bro, if you need anything, I got you, brother. Just like you know, being like, I think he did it. Like, yeah, and I have yeah, to the side. Bro, it's football. You trying to come make a play. I was in the wrong like, you know, just standing right there. Like, I should have tried to do so too. So, like, it was just like, bro, I didn't <laughs> just put it on him because, like, it's football. It's happening. Like, yeah. you move on, bro. So, we just kept pushing after that. But, yeah, it was heartbreaking. After that. I was like, man. Mm. Yeah. Man, man, yeah. it's it, it was it was to see that tweet. I felt like it, right? And and like 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 Jeff said, just wanted to give you a big old hug, bro. I mean, we, that, that's yeah. it, it's like it's gonna be all right. And and yeah. I mean, we went through the bullet list of of the stuff you've overcome in life, right? And this is just I, I always say this is my line, right? The the famous philosopher DMX always said, "One more road to cross," right? And that's that's all it is, right? Yeah, <laughs> they believe in me. They um, get health and come back and do what I do. So. Like I like, and I feel that. Like I told you, when I feel that, like Coach Campbell and Coach, Br- I mean Brad, like they, they want me here. Like that just made me, you know, get ready to get this rehab going even quicker. So it's just a blessing, man. I'm really happy to be here in Detroit. So with the injury, let me, let me. We we all watched Cam Akers on Monday. And oh yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. What a great. I feel. Look, I'm. Uh, you know. Cam Akers, he's a great football player, and to see him come back that fast and that well from that injury, right? Because that injury five years ago was was just devastating, right? So I know, I mean, I think about you first, and I say, man, I, I, Jerry's got it, right? Medical science has come so far. We've seen ACLs come back, and 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 they're coming back quicker and quicker. First part of August, I feel like Jerry's gonna, I'm gonna see him in training camp. I'm gonna be able to give him that hug. We'll be good. And then we'll, we'll we'll get that season going. Let me have you talked to has has Jeff and have you and Jeff talked about his because he had similar injury same injury as 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 Cam as Cam did have, have you talked to him since you saw Cam on the field to see what what kind of his thinking is? No, I haven't talked to him about it. Um, I just you know right now we're on off season, so I ain't really trying to like you know keep talking about the injury because you know yeah, it's already yeah. just, yeah. you know I'm just letting um letting him you know get right. I know he can he gonna be good. He's gonna be back in better than ever. But now we haven't talked about it. Uh, I should, when I see him because he's not in town right now. But when I yeah. see him, definitely gonna bring up that Cam Akers situation. Like, hey, bro, how he do that? <laughs> but yeah, now yeah, we haven't talked. Do it. Come on, what's up, Jeff? <laughs> 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 What you doing? You know, that's my guy, though. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff, I want to jump in with one more. And this is an interesting. Yeah, no. cu- uh, this is a kind of about the culture in the locker room and everyone to deal with. Uh, this is from our Slack chat. Uh, Wisco had this one. Um, there's 150 people that Coach Campbell has to lead and stay in contact with, like every single day, right? And when you and there's like trying to conceive how he does this. Like, I don't know how he, uh, how somebody could do that with that many people every day. Is he someone you feel like he has all the time in the world for you? Or is he rushing to the next task? What is it like one-on-one with, with, with Dan Campbell? One-on-one with Dan Campbell is like trying to find where he can build you, trying to find where he can make you better. Like, in any type of way, if you want to put you on offense, like just find a way. And one on one with him is like, uh, it's a mindset with him because like he wants you to be great, and he wants you to see that you can be great in yourself. So like, like I said, when I had that that week, I was starting versus Minnesota. Every week came with we believe in you, Jerry, and like just Dan Campbell, like he still I see him as like 
a, a football player coach because he played in the league. So, yeah, like, yeah. He, know, he know what it takes. Coach Glenn know what it takes. Like, all of them know what it takes to, like, they've been in our shoes because, like, I mean, they've been in our shoes and, like, with them being in our shoes just shows us, like, they know what they're talking about. And, like, you know, they care. So, like, Dan Campbell, great coach. And my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Will Harris took it a little too a little too yeah. literally there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, hey, you know how you yeah. All right. I'm gonna open up some calls here. Riz, uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, and do a question. We're gonna open up calls. Jerry said he'd he'd welcome calls well, from yeah, listeners. We'll, we'll get you a couple of calls in here for, for people. Um I, I just had a question. Let me um, get the number one, out really quick, Riz. Sorry. Uh oh yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Um, that thing y'all sent to get well soon thing, bro. I show everybody that thing. Yeah. Even Detroit, I ain't wanted to post it. I'm like, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't doing the um, podcast, did <laughs> As I'm telling you, bro, you have a group of people that just absolutely care about you. Our Slack community is so like, they're, they're ready to bring you, go on ZD Patrol and bring you dinner every night. I mean, it's like, what's he need to get better? Nope. We love this kid. You've built up your, your personality and who you are has built up a fan base of folks. I love it, bro. I've been trying to get everything away, bro, but I got some couple things I'm trying to give away. I'm going to DM you about it this week, bro. I got a couple things like jerseys, gloves. Oh, 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 yeah. I really there like it. I love the fans, bro, because like, they just, you know, you know, like a lot of people don't really pay attention to it, but I do because like that means a lot. You know, like they really into my story and they started with you guys. I appreciate you. So, so that, that, that actually guy. leads me to my guy. question for you: Have you seen anybody in Jerry Jacobs gear yet? Have they come up to you like, "Hey, sign, sign, sign your own jersey"? I promise, I promise you, I'm gonna pull it out right now. Look, this I just got packaged today. This, <laughs> I get I get these every week, bro. Look, look, <laughs> he sent me a pen. He sent me uh this. <laughs> That's great. No, he said thanks for signing my jersey. If you could sign it on the back, that would be awesome. Also, my name is Colton. If you want to personalize it, thank you. And like they sent me that jersey and I, I signed it and I sent it back. Like How's that so, feel? Yeah. How's that feel? <laughs> You did it. You oh, I, really quick. I got to jump on. We got a caller here. We'll get to you in one second, caller. Um, we sent you some stuff for the podcast for the uh, the St. Jude Telethon, man. And I want to thank you very. You turned that around. You got it right back to us. We made a bunch of we. Your help, the Lions organizations help. Everybody's help. We got thirty eight thousand dollars for kids with cancer this year. That was amazing. We're now over sixty five grand, and we're going next year for it. We're going to crack a hundred grand. We're going bigger. We're going bigger. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Let me uh, let me get the caller on. Hey, caller, what's your name? And what do you got for Jerry? Caller. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Hello. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll move on. We'll get the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're gonna try another one. Hey, caller, what's what do you got for Jerry here? Hey, okay, can you hear me out? Yep. Okay, hey, this is Chris R. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, good, how are you? Good, uh, so, one question I had for you, Jerry, was you guys do a lot of things for you, especially someone with your type of work ethic and, and everything else. What was it like trying to learn about some of the other players that maybe you didn't get to see a whole lot of in college? So, like the guys that were going up here and still watching film on Devontae Adams, and you mentioned earlier Adam Thielen, like all these guys who are like Pro Bowl, all pro caliber dudes. So what was something, and maybe even other corners too. So what was something uh, that you took from watching other players at the best of, the best of their game and, and trying to t- take something from that? All right. Uh, he, 
so so I couldn't hear him. Sure, sure. okay. The question was like, what, what 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 I was doing to prepare for dudes like that? Yeah, well, yeah, guys, you didn't play against in college. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. How how were you using film? What what were you doing to prepare for guys like Devonte Adams? These guys that are really really special in the league. You gonna laugh at this? I went I went all the way back to Derek College highlight tape. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was you're, you're watching Devontae Adams of Fresno? <laughs> oh, oh, when he was not even doing a little salt, he was just walking off the line of scrimmage. I was, he was a rookie. Like, I went back to, my bad, Chris, but I went back all the way when they was just started, just to see where they at now. And I and every time I did that, bro, I had a great game plan on how they come in to play me that game. And, and, and then, like, how I was playing most receivers this year, I was being more aggressive, like, I don't let a receiver just come off and give a release. Like I'm touching you, so like without a dealing, he was he was telling me he was like um like we'll talk after the game. He's like, yeah, bro, I love your aggression. Like you'll come off and you know you'll hit me before I even get in my route. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to like mess up the dysfunction between you and the quarterback. So like I was doing things like that, just going back and watching them when they was just starting. Awesome, awesome. All right, we got another call here, caller. What do you got for Jerry? Hey, uh, Chris. Hey, Riz. Hey, Jerry. What's up? Uh, this is Jalen. Jalen. Uh, so it's a lot of players that like play in Detroit. Um, I'm from Flint, but it's a lot of players that play like in Detroit, and then they like move back to the city. They feel embraced by the city. So Jerry, how do you like the city of Detroit, and do you feel like the city has embraced you so far on your shirt career in Detroit so far? Oh man, Detroit! Hey, shout out to the D. Hey man, like come on, man. I feel like this is my home. Uh, I, I went, bro. I actually went out like two weeks ago, and I went to go get some food. And I actually had one dude come up to me. He's like, "Are oh, you Jerry?" Like, and I, I accuse you now. I ain't, I don't brag or nothing like that. But when I see now, I was like, "Whoa, like, hold up, hold up." <laughs> so it was just like, "This is at home. Like, I'm here right now. I'm supposed to be in Atlanta, you know, doing some rehab. But I'm here just, you know, loving you. It's great." That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Detroit loves you too. Uh, we'll hit the phone number really quick for folks. 248-782-8384. We got about five, six more minutes with, with Jerry. 248-782-8384. Get your chance to talk to Jerry. Ask him a question. Um, let's see. Oh, Blue Kitty goes roar in the super chat. Thank you. That's why the crazy lights go off, man. Every time we get a yeah. super chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to blow your mind or nothing. <laughs> Are you good? Was, we didn't know if painkillers were still there, so we fired that up just for a good time, right? <laughs> so let's see. This is not Marty Morning. No, I can't even talk. This is not Marty Morning Wags three win Lions team. I may imbibe the blue Kool Aid from time to time, but I'm feeling very, very hopeful about the future of this team. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. This yeah, is yeah. people like Jerry and the, this attitude. Jerry embodies this. This attitude, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes on down. I mean, this seems to be really the the personality of this yeah, man. team. In that office, I don't, in that organization up top, man, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, them some hungry dudes. Ray, his assistant GM, they stay yeah. hungry. He's ready yeah. to go. So yeah, I yeah. think we, we're going to shock a lot of people, a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> All right, I got a random question for you. Have you ever seen John Dorsey not wearing a white t- sweatshirt? Yeah, I have. I have. I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He switched it up. He switched it up. He switched it up. Because <laughs> I haven't. I, Browns. I'm like, bro, you used to wear this same thing every time. And yes. he, he was winning. And like one day I seen him, he didn't have one. He had like a little vest on. I'm like, whoa, he switched it up. Like, yeah. no college. <laughs> yeah. I covered him in Cleveland and I followed him around and I met him this summer. And he every every day I've been in, in Allen Park, he's wearing the same thing. So I wanted, I wanted to know if he ever had anything that was different. <laughs> Yeah, he, he changed it once, 
when we had practice in the indoor, he came in to talk. I seen him, he had like a little vest on. I'm like, yeah, he different. He got <laughs> he, he's still Kool-Aid on it. All right. Hey, caller, what do you got? What's your question for Jerry? Hey, hey, Chris, it's me. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? Hey. Hey, 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 hey Jerry, I just want to tell you, just big old high from down here in the Ozark, <laughs> south of Missouri. And hey. I, I just wanted to ask you, I just wanted to ask you, have you ever seen any film of some of the old cornerbacks that the Lions have had that are the great? I know you can't go back too far because the technique has changed, but maybe like Dre Vibe, maybe Slay, uh, a couple of other guys. Obviously, your coaches tell you a lot, but uh, just watching film of some of these guys, uh, what, have you learned from them and seen some of those guys play? I'll get out of here. Take care, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Brandon. Um, good question. Um, I'm actually a film junkie. Like, I, I, I'm a YouTube junkie. I go on YouTube and watch anything. And yes, when I was in college, I used to love Darius. I still do. I still look up to him. You know, he, he just played off coverage a little bit. A little, I mean, a little more now. He's impressed. But yeah, man, in college, I used to watch Darius say a lot. Like when he was falling there, but I used to watch him. And like in the past, I mean, in the recent, I haven't watched no one. As I watched the DB from. I remember Tracy Walker when I was coming out. Of Arkansas State, he had got drafted here to Detroit. And when I when I, when I was coming here, I had went went back and rewatched him. So yeah, I watched a couple of dudes, but not old old corners. I watched like Darius Slade, Tracy Walker. I didn't even watch Jeff because you know he got hurt last year. I didn't watch the money to this year, like so. I ain't really you know pay attention to that. I was just trying to come in and you know work. Sure, sure. All right, another caller, really quick. Last call we're going to take today for Jerry. Next time he comes back, we'll we'll get some more. We'll get this going. We'll get more time with him. (laughs) I know he loves this stuff. Hey, caller, uh, what do you got for Jerry? What's your name? Hey, Jerry. It was really good to see you you grow this year, and I wish you nothing but the best in your recovery. Best to you. I'm just curious, you know, we see you guys play for, for three hours, and, uh, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that, but can you go through just a little bit of what, what what's life as an NFL player? What is the meeting schedules, training schedules, that kind of thing? So I just really interested in. Again, I, uh, I wish you the best in your recovery and, and look forward to seeing you uh, – yeah, get more interceptions than Amani next year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brother, brother. Hey, he called it out. He know I'm coming. But, um, <laughs> That's great. After training, bro, we really working a nine to five. <laughs> like, not nine to five, but, like, you busy from, from training camp. So, training camp time, it was, like, seven all the way to, like, 6.30 at night. Yeah. So, it's hard, but it's something you love to do. So, if you love football – Going to meetings and practice, that's not hard. You know, it's a job. Like, so I had to look at it like, bro, this is really a job. Like, you know, in college, you got practice, study hall, but you ain't got no study hall. You ain't got no homework. You got film. You got practice. You got to talk to your coaches. You got to watch um, the opponent. Like, it's just more as you playing football as homework. Like, so it was, it was, I looked at it like, bro, I love it. Like, I'm trying to be here like 10, 12 years of this thing. So <laughs> it was impressive, man. So it was, it's good. It's, it's good. That is awesome. All right, Jerry. We've kept you a long time. You you, you yeah. you're so yeah. kind to us, man. We we love you. You've been you're one of the you're one of the best lion stories in ages. And the fact that you're so real and so cool top to bottom, man. You're just you're just you're really my guy. I'm telling you, man. You are the it's guy. Started, uh, man, that first, I can't uh, every time I get on with y'all, I just think about the first podcast I did with y'all in Atlanta. Yeah, and I first yeah. 
they started right there, man. You know, we started right there. So I appreciate you, Jeff. And I appreciate you, Chris, for everything, man. Really? Now, we're going to have some more. We got more cooking up. It's, yeah, it's yeah. our pleasure. We, we, we will definitely get back with you uh, as this offseason goes on. Keep checking in on on how your how your rehab's going. See see what you think of the new rookie class once they get back in here because you've probably played against a few of those guys. I uh, want to ask you at some point about Traylon Burks because I know you know him well. <laughs> we need yeah. Hey. But hey, he like I'm, 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 I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what we're gonna do in the draft. We're gonna see. <laughs> All right, <laughs> awesome. All right, Jerry. We'll see you soon, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for you in March. Right? I thought mid March. It's gonna be end of March. I'll be back in town. We'll talk to you. Right? All right. Yeah, I already know it, man. Thank y'all. Have All a right. great night. Thank you, Jerry. Have a good one. Nice. We'll talk to you. All right. All right. See you. All right, Jerry Jacobs, Lions top cornerback from JUCO to could it be the Super Bowl? We can hope so. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> what a guy. Why the heck not? What a guy, right? I mean, yep. I, 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 just the, the energy that that guy has, man, mm-hmm. I, that, that, that's infectious, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's might, and, might have to get a 39 jersey. Yeah, my, <laughs> he's 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 like that everywhere all the time. Yes, it doesn't matter. He what, is. That's the guy he is. And that's that hunger, that 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 energy, the whole thing that that guy is going to go a long way, not just in the NFL, but when he's done, he's he's going to go a long way in this world. And I'm really Really proud to know him. He's a, he's a good cat. That that's that's one. And he's one of the examples of like. And, and Craig Reynolds is another one. They saw that the former players on the staff, like they understood because they played. They and, and they had teammates that were like that. That all uh, that guy only ever needed a shot to get it, and he never got it. And this staff is willing to give that to him, and that that's why we have success stories like Jerry out there and AJ Parker, and and uh, there's a lot of them this year. Uh, the, the, you know, Tavante Beckett showed up at the end of the season, and that that guy's got he's got a chance to get a bigger role next year. Yep. That doesn't happen everywhere. That's that's one of the reasons why why you why Chris and I are so bullish and optimistic on what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew and John Dorsey are building with this team because they're doing it from a player perspective yep. and not from I. I want it. I, I this is what I want to do, you know, because I I, I like football. Like the, 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 this, they have the the hands on experience, and they have they can all tell you four guys that they knew in training camp that never got the shot but deserved it, and they are willing to give that to that. That's that's so important to these guys. It and, really is. And I, I will. I I can't not do this. You know who I am. <laughs> but and I don't typically call the shot, and I don't usually gloat after the shot. But when everyone else was screaming, is Rod Wood in charge of personnel? Who's running it? Who's in charge? We told you. We told you. Nobody else told you what was going on there because they don't know, right? There's things you can see. There's things you can tell. There's things you know and things you find out. And There's there's some dust just, in the air sometimes. Just like Jerry said, we were there from day one because we could tell. And you need to have a certain skill set to be able to evaluate some of these things and certain people so there you go i'm, I'm gonna leave it at that and uh, just let you know that, that uh, we've got this covered we understand it and this team i'm telling you with this coaching staff uh with the players the personality this is it this is something that's gonna let in six-year contracts I'm, I'm gonna start to think that i'm i'm gonna tell you guys in two years maybe one year we're gonna be saying how much of a steal those six-year contracts were with Brad Holmes and Man, Dan Campbell. I hope so. I'm telling you, I, I believe I'm it. But you. I, I know, I know. I, 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 I'm skeptical. I'm, I'm, I'm a Lions fan from Cleveland. The skepticism is my my life. <laughs> but I, I really like what I see. I, I've seen a lot of teams do it the wrong way. Uh, I, I I've seen a lot of teams that think they're doing one thing and they wind up, you know, being totally. 
the, the one of the things that you talk about with both Brad, but especially Dan, is that that they're genuine. They're they're sincerely genuine people. They are. You talk about servant leadership. They embody that. Chris Spielman is another one. That's a real dude. That's not a guy who's who's one way in front of the defensive team, um, and then he goes into the quarterback meeting. and He's a different guy, and then he goes and meets with the traders, and he's a different guy. They're the same all the time. Personal integrity. That's a huge, huge factor for this team. That is not by accident, folks. Yeah. And that that is. Uh, we'll go back to Jim Nagy for a second. He saw the Patriot way. He saw the Seahawk way. You could not find more divergent paths to success. There's no right way or wrong way um, in making it happen. But if you're if you're true to it and have your plan, they're not going to deviate from it. And I think that's the important thing. They they had chances this year when, when Jerry might not have played in Houston or Chicago. They might have been like, oh. Um, the, the, Nikhil Roby Coleman's on our practice squad. That guy's played before. Let, let's get him in here. We, we, we got to try to win games. Yep. Like yep. that's not what this team did. They did not deviate from their plan. And we are gonna. It, it, it was a tough year. It was a damn tough year. We're gonna we're gonna reap the benefits of that down the road because of of why they because of their integrity to their own plan, their belief in what they're doing. And I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. Further, and and I'll and I'll tell you why Matt Patricia straight failed. And it comes straight to personal integrity, the yep. being the real, the being the real you. You can't be something you're not, especially to a group of people. You'll see it. I mean, I mean, look again. We see it in the media that, that they blow which way the wind is blowing, and they cover it the way the wind is is going that way. Oh, Jerry Goff is terrible now. Oh, we love Jerry Goff. They've they've got completely opposite opinions from the start of the season till now, and they act like they never had the original opinion. Only what they say today is real, and they forget about it tomorrow. That's not integrity. That's not reality. It's the same with the players and coaches and and in your daily job. The only thing you have have is your word and your integrity and if you hold those and you hold to those you will go much much farther I thought you were going to start quoting scarface here no 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 you will <laughs> your life will be much better for it i, I guarantee Amen. It, you will someone might slash throat their way to the top of the organization and, and and cut you out but you will make up for it. it's it's not that you'll beat them there you may find another job where is the step up that's a better landing spot i i definitely did that happened for me i landed in a much much better position little pain along Along the way, but that's the grit part. That's you know the the, the part of who you are, the heart uh, that makes you who you are. Jerry embodies that. Dan Campbell embodies that. This team not giving up all season embodies that. It's that integrity, that belief in yourself, and knowing that you keep going and keep grinding, and you will get to the next level. So that's that's the takeaway that I have for anybody who wants to listen from from all of that, uh, just to build on what uh, Riz was talking about. Yep. I want to take a quick minute and, 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 and then we have to finish up. I have yeah. one more topic I want to cover, but before we do, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. You want to get a good buzz? Go there. They have the active CBD, which is, is legal in Michigan because they outlawed the Delta 8 and they found something better. The Delta 8 for those where it's legal, or if you just want to take care of uh, pain, anxiety, or insomnia, use the regular CBD oil. They have the creams for your muscles. It is some of the top stuff out there. Some of those other places, I directly, I've gotten feedback from folks in the, in the Slack. I got it from somewhere else. I'm going back to Diamond CBD because they got the real stuff. It works really good across the board. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you. I have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys playoff game. Because there's a certain sense of personal satisfaction that I get here. You know, (laughs) 
four right. minutes left in the game. I'll start there. And they show a, a woman sobbing. I thought she was going to be a meme. I'm surprised that this is, has not been more played. They, they aren't. They aren't past that in the in the, the radical acceptance stage yet. Yeah. They're not there yet. Well, They're really not there yet. No, I thought everyone else was going to meme at the at the Cowboys. The, this this woman. There's four minutes left. It was a completely different game after after you know in, in that four minutes. But she was already like like heaving, sobbing. It was ridiculous. So there was that, and then there was the the the, the finish, and it was the, you know. Dak took it back today. Good on him. We need more people like that to be able to eat the crow when it's time to do it. Mr. Tweets and Ash had a great tweet about that today. Um, I don't know that it was. It was. I'll, I'll give him. I'll say it was genuine because I give him the the, the uh, you know the benefit of the doubt. But if I will. Do, I generally I doubt everybody who does that, especially you know two three days later on social media right oh well uh, you know i didn't mean it and maybe it's because of the blowback maybe because he saw that it was his failure and it re- he realized it was a bad look on top of everything else who knows the motivations i will give him the genuineness of of doing it and we'll say that that's what it was but the the thing he said about fans throwing stuff at the officials the whole thing i just have to say as a lions fan right and hearing the des caught it that thing for so long nothing ever could be more satisfying than them literally taking a howitzer pointing it at their foot and just lighting it off <laughs> that america's team oh, the refs hurt us but we're america's team but the refs hate us but we're america's team those things don't equal those don't the, the math doesn't work sorry get the 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 mental gymnastics that some of the cowboys and, and i will give a lot of cowboys fans credit for realizing that oh my god our coach sucks that like it's on us like the, the Randy Gregory defensive holding penalty what the hell dude what are you think like you're obviously he wasn't thinking it it was a clear like even even like the the most sycophantic Cowboys are like damn he really did that didn't he yeah. like that 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 implosion so one of the things that that's been a recurring theme. Not necessarily with us, but when I do, appear, I do a weekly appearance on the huge show across Michigan, um, two actually, and I'll be on on Friday. Um, and, and please listen, mm-hmm. check it out. You, you, you all know the stations twenty two across the, the great state of Michigan. One of the one of the things that he gets, and and a lot of a lot of fans that are listen to other radio stations within the Detroit area are very big on Dan Campbell screwed up a lot of situations this year. And what this showed me, what that game showed me, and and um, there was another game where. where uh, the, the coaches made just ponderous decisions last weekend. Like, there's, it's not just Dan Campbell who's making these mistakes. And I think, uh, again, I think a lot of times we as Detroit, the Detroit versus everybody mindset doesn't look outside very well. Mm-hmm. Clean your windows off and watch some other games. There's a lot of really bad coaching decisions, even on really good football teams that goes on around the league. You saw it last weekend. You saw it at the end of the season. Um, the Minnesota Vikings are not in the playoffs right now, in part because their coach didn't want them to be because he he, had, he was at war with the general manager for overtaking a quarterback. Yeah. There are... It is not specific to Detroit. There are bad coaching decisions in every damn game. Yep. Don't overanalyze. Don't micromanage it. Did Dan Campbell get better as the season went on at those things? Oh, yeah. Oh, Heck yeah, he did. Yeah. Even the even the the most hateful anti Dan Campbell people, and that's probably still about twenty to twenty five percent of the fan base. That, that that that's legit. And like, hey, the record three thirteen and one. That's that's not good enough. Brad 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 came out and said it. But if you didn't see improvement from week one to week eighteen with 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 
with the coaching staff and specifically Dan Campbell and how he handled in-game situations, you're really not looking hard enough. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, so there we go. That's a good look at it. I got to talk about Senior Bowl coverage. Um, Don't miss it. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell. We will be going live without warning multiple times. We'll go live at night from the bars with if we find coaches, if we find players, if we find other media folks who are all there. We will be going live from morning till night into the evening all over the place. We've got a lot for you guys. You've got a great coverage set up. We've got a lot of great interviews already set up. We've got a lot of great interviews in the bag. You saw two good ones today. Two two great ones today. Jerry Jacobs, Jim Nagy, everything you need to start getting prepared for this this Senior Bowl and start thinking about it. We'll start doing some breakdowns next week, some looks at some players, some things to to really keep your eyes out. Over 20 years experience between the people we have, multi-cameras. We have a ton going on here. Um, We're going to have this covered like no one's covered it before. Like we do, we always take it to the next level. And we got you. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you know when that's going on. We love doing this. This is a great time, and we want you to feel the the, the fun of Senior Bowl because it is an absolute riot. It is. All right. And we wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, Chris. It's, it's been, this is going to be so much. I'm really looking forward to it. Like it's, it's, Look, I love going anyways. It's one of the years that I really look forward to, or one of the weeks every year that I really look forward to. But this year, man, with with all that we've got set up, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of work for you and me, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it is Sir Mix-A-Lot booty thick. That's right. <laughs> it will be good. We've got a lot going on. Um, okay, with that, I also have to say Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Check that out. We may have another interview for you next week. Keep your eyes peeled. We've got, we're always working with it. You guys, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. You can join the Ultimate Lion conversation offline those folks knew about the questions the calls and everything ahead of time they got a lot of insider scoop on how this came together and got to be part of it and put questions in there to help make that happen there's a lot of great stuff that you get out of that it is just five dollars a month to get access to the slack now if you're there already you're grandfathered in it's now five dollars a month to get access to the slack that is unfortunate but something we have to do as a result Some, sometimes, sometimes you have to do what you got to do yeah, yeah so sorry <laughs> but even if you give a dollar a month we'll we'll make sure we'll get you something we'll get you hooked up with something everyone who supports us on patreon thank you patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast rob thank you for mine and please hit the like button as well uh make sure you follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast that's me that's me by name it's also the show also at jeff risden as you see down there jeff risden and uh you'll get some great great tweets you get great coverage and stuff from the senior bowl there as well uh give us a call on skype if you'd like to leave us a message detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or use the lions line 929-33-LIONS 929-335-4667 we'll take your message we'll put it on the air we'll put it on as part of the show and also don't forget go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast so we can do what riz we can come into your ear holes automatically. We'll do it elsewhere if you're really nice. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.